0: Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW. Watch new episodes of Katie Keene on Thursdays at 8, 7 central or stream free the next day on the CW app.
1: Did you know that Josie McCoy is moving to New York City?
0: New York City, baby.
1: You could even say it's the fifth character.
0: Oh. You will
2: yeah. 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 They want to know.
0: To be Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And Rita Ora just launched. It's not Monday, but this just happened. Rita Ora just launched a home goods line. Well, it's not even launched yet. It's launching in two days and like six She's minutes or something. There's a countdown. Her
1: casa Zeta Jones dreams a reality. <laughs>
0: Let's not speak about Casa, Zeta-Jones is in mourning right now. So oh my
1: God. Think. Yeah, that's going to take up so much of her time for the next, at least six months to a year.
0: She's going to release like Kirk Douglas body pillows, like the Kirk collection with the K.
1: What if she like performs the Ten Commandments like as a tree? Like what if she does like Spartacus? <laughs> Wait, did he do ten- Spartacus. Spartacus? What if she Spartac- performs? Ten Commandments was <laughs> Charlton <Sorry>. <laughs> what, Same he's guy. Bad same, too. Same he's Same idea. Bad too. What if she like performs Spartacus as like a tribute?
0: But they're all gonna be her. It's gonna yes! be CGI and it's yes! like I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. Yes. I'm Spartacus. Yes. But it's all Catherine yes. Zeta Jones. Yes. Also, we can be lighthearted about the death of Kirk Douglas, A, because he likely sucked, and B because he was 103 years old. It's okay that he died. He Every death. He lived is sad a long and
1: fruitful life, including all the problematic things he definitely probably did. Look it up. Look it up.
0: The point is. Catherine Zeta-Jones has done nothing but take photographs with Kirk Douglas for the past 20 years, and the one that she used to mourn him publicly on Instagram is arguably one of the worst ones I've ever seen, if not the worst one I've ever seen of the two of them together. I
1: also just have this, okay, this is a little bit, like, problematic. No, it's not. It's not. It. Th- no, it's, it's not. Just, no, but my thing is just, like, I think about, like, he lasted so much longer than, like, the life expects expectancy of like a normal adult human being,
0: mm. that
1: like she's had to put up with. I mean, it, she's had to put up with this person, like in her father-in-law, like just honoring him and hanging out with him and whatever for so much longer than she needed to. I almost feel like a sympathy for her, you
0: know? <sighs> like Michael Douglas is saying, yeah, we'll go on that vacation with my when my dad dies. He's really hanging on, but he said this in nineteen ninety nine, right? And her husband's <laughs> already
1: like older. Right, so she's got like an older yeah. husband, and also an Who's older, older it. father-in-law, like who still are sticking around. I'm just uh, saying
0: we are going to have a period of mourning and then there will be a period of Zeta-Jones-naissance where she is going to reclaim her I life. I
1: hope so. I hope so. I mean, she's not getting I'm not like... i not
0: sure that I hope so, but I, no, I, I mean, wouldn't be mad about it. she deserves
1: it at this point. She's put up with this. She
0: does deserve it. Having to put up with the Douglas family... Why are
1: we talking about her now? We're talk- we were talking about Rita Ora's betting line.
0: Because I said that Rita Ora's betting line is like Casa Zeta-Jones took a pill in Ibiza. It's like any celebrity bedding line, which is like cheaply made, looks good for, I mean, looks good in a photograph, but completely impractical and probably falls apart in two seconds.
1: I just don't get who is buying bedding. Who is buying bedding from Rita Ora?
0: All of these things have little embroideries on it. They're all going to fall off. Everything
1: that Rita Ora has sold to date, I understand. Shoes, liquor. um, What else? Lindsay,
0: use your line. An amazing line, Lindsay said in text <laughs> to me earlier.
1: No, well, I'm getting there. Everything that rena Ora has sold to this point, I've understood: shoes, liquor, clothes, beauty, like uh, makeup, fashion, whatever. But Rita Ora is never home. That is her number two, like identifying thing. She's not home. She's on tour. She's working. She's the busiest woman in show business. That is.
0: She's a never home.
1: So how is this woman who is never home supposed to tell me about home decor? I think not.
0: I mean, it'd be one thing if the concept was like
1: stuff for your hotel room. I don't know.
0: She says, "As I have a hectic schedule, I love being able to relax in a bu- in beautiful bedding, and the collection encapsulates luxury, style, and comfort."
1: I mean, she's definitely been in a lot of hotel rooms. Not, I didn't mean that rudely. You get my. She travels. No, no a lot. one
0: gets. No one thinks she meant it rudely. But I it makes I it think sound think like there I'm there,
1: shaming her like some grand There is a
0: way. There's a way in conceptually, but I still don't. I still don't really care. Right, like you know? the story And she also is, didn't go with that concept. The story
1: is there if you look for it. They definitely thought about this, but the story does not make sense. And also, we don't make sense because we're talking about this in not in Rutz Rita Thursday. or up to. So we need to... So
0: I don't want my home to look like a hotel room. That's the whole point of a hotel room is that it's a novel. It's that it's special. It's not home. It's better than home. Here's
1: my pitch. If... Rita Ora did launch a line that looked like a hotel room. I would understand that concept and people might be into yes. it because it's yes. it's unique and it speaks to her personal experience. Unlike this, which is crazy bed.
0: You know what the concept would be? The concept would be like Chateau Rita. Like it would be as if Rita Ora had a hotel and this was the bedding slash robe slash loungewear sure. that you were given in the Rita Ora hotel. I would be into I just that. Feel like... There's so many wrong. things
1: that Rita could be selling that makes sense for her. And this one is like at the fully the bottom of the list. I can't think of anything yeah. further down the list than this for Rita Ora I mean, to be selling. I mean, maybe
0: Rita Ora is not allowed to sell the Kirk Douglas body pillow.
1: <laughs> oh, my but God.
0: apart from that, she can do everything.
1: Okay. We.
0: Welcome to Who's <laughs> There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, concerns at 619 Who Them. We have comments. We have questions. We have who are them. Uh, we have a comment that Lindsay told me not to play, and I stood my ground and I said, "I am." I playing haven't it.
1: heard it, cause, but I'm like, I'm like already. I read you wrote it out, and I'm like, she
0: said, "Don't play it," and I said, "I'm playing it because <laughs> I have fifty percent share in our media." Uh,
1: it's true. We never did. We didn't do fifty-one forty-nine <laughs> like the, They told us to
0: fifty-one forty-nine. Okay, here we go. Listen,
2: Bobby, I had to stop the podcast because you just corrected yourself from saying. I could care less to I couldn't care less and you corrected yourself. That is my entire life mission. People say it wrong all the time. It makes no sense to say you could care less because if you do, then you care less. When you correct people, they're like, no, 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 you're wrong. I've had to explain this to so many people and it is like my life's work to make sure that it does not happen. It drives me nuts. So like this is completely insane and everything. But I just want to say like thank you for knowing the difference. Because, ugh, okay. Thank you very much. I actually genuinely appreciate it. I love what you did. Um, also, love you both.
1: Bye. Oh,
0: my God. I, it's one of my pet peeves. And so the reason I brought it up is mm. because I thought it would be an interesting thought starter. Are there any sayings my like thoughts? this that people get wrong that bug you, that bugs you? First of all, you
1: you're, it's almost like you're trolling me because you know that I get most sayings wrong. So it's like, yeah, I'm not trolling you. Yeah, you are. I'm like, I get most sayings wrong, so I don't know what sayings are correct. But for this one, I agree that I could care less makes no sense, but it's the colloquial version of I couldn't care less. Do you know what I mean? So, people say it still.
0: I it just really it really really bugs me, and that's why when I said it wrong, I was saying, like, "Oh god, I'm so ashamed."
1: I'm not saying that it's right. It doesn't make sense. But some things, you know, they get like, they get kind of turned over to just being, they they don't necessarily make sense, but they're just the colloquial version of the original. They're, you know, it's like.
0: What you're saying is it's not right, but it's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I am. That's what you're saying.
1: I understand it. Yeah, I, I think we should be saying I couldn't care less because you're you're supposed to be saying there is no way that I could possibly care less.
0: I would say couldn't care less is the who and could care less is the them because I feel like the wrong one is more common.
1: The wrong one is certainly more common.
0: Could care less them, couldn't care less who. Right.
3: Hi guys, this is going to be a deranged call. Um, I was at a an event uh, last week and Sophia the robot was there. So I met her and all these people were trying to meet her. And my friend said to her, is Jenny the coolest person you know? I'm Jenny. But is Jenny the coolest person you know? And Sophia said, "I'm laughing on the inside." And I, uh, I don't like Sophia. I don't know. Don't like her. I was really uncomfortable, and we walked away. I do uh, She seemed lifelike, and I didn't like it. Okay. Bye.
0: What was it? con? like with the ball pit. What was yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're this, just like no, with the ball up pit. convention center, and everyone's lining up. Exclusively to see Sophia, this torso woman without a wig.
1: Torso woman then... without a wig. <laughs> Here's my conspiracy about Sophia. Do you want to hear it?
0: What? You think she's actually like controlled? Yes! Like, the circle? Yes. Do you think she's controlled by a per- yes! by a human? Yes. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I believe. Like
1: it. I think that like most of the like. Modern looking and acting robots invented by like genius men who've like worked on them for decades. I think most of them are just like animatronic, like uh, Chuck E. Cheese characters with like a man behind there being like, ah, rah, 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 you know,
0: one of those genius men is in another room, yes. like controlling <laughs> all the levers. Yeah, yes. I believe that. Yes. That doesn't that's hard to convince. You don't have to convince me, for like, yes, obviously,
1: that's also just like the easiest scam because we are. We feel like as a society, we should be closer to having robots who do this, but we are not close mm. at all. So to right. introduce these like robots, you're sent, You're like, oh, you know, I, I made this amazing invention. And while it's still unbelievable, it's still something that we think we should have so that it should exist. It's easy to mm-hmm. fool people with this stuff, I think, now. It's kind of like Elon mm-hmm. Musk with the, with the fucking cybercar. If you were like, it flew, I'd be like, 100%. I agree and think it, it does fly. <laughs>
0: you know well the most advanced robots are the ones that are like the animals what is it the boston dynamics animals that are like the scary right they're about the scary movement. like wolves and they're right. like mm, and the and those are very intense but those don't have like those don't have to communicate no. with language no and so it's like the moment we try to add language like the scientists are like i, I don't know i don't we don't right. know like brain you do you understand how complicated brains are like we can't compete with this brain power and so you just get Sophia,
1: and also like uncanny lifelike behavior is also something we're just like not good at. Like, look at Avatar. We don't. We're not like good at getting so close to human behavior, but not that not close enough. We never get close enough.
0: Play some. <laughs> I'm gonna play some, play some Bjork here. The also the thing about oh, you know what? Now I'm really thinking about it. Sophia not having Stop a saying. wig, and you can see like her her yeah. like brain. I think the reason they don't give her like a Carrie Matheson wig is because if she had a wig, if if she had a wig, people would be more, right? people would be less convinced. They'd be like, I think someone's just controlling this woman. Like, I don't believe this, but if you show the brain, then you're like, oh, look, I can see all the insides. Look how complicated this machine is. It must be a real piece of AI. You know what I'm saying?
1: It would be scarier if she had a wig, too, because it would be even more uncanny to look like a person because she's kind of this bald woman. You're like, oh, this woman is slightly different than normal women, even though because you're not used to seeing a bald woman.
0: Yeah. I feel like the moment you put a wig on Sophia, she looks like Halsey. Because, like, you know, Halsey, like, why always looks different. <laughs> Halsey always looks yeah. different. Like, she's just a blank canvas is what I'm telling wow. you. Wow. Like, nothing is, like, none of Halsey's styling has ever been convincing to me because she You're changes like, it so frequently. You're like, what does Halsey
1: look like? You don't yeah. know.
0: It's sort of like how I used to feel with Rita. Until you, know, you talked about her every day
1: for four years. And yeah. then you were like, I can pick that yeah. woman out of a lineup of a million.
0: Or like any of Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriends.
1: Oh yeah, no, any of them I could not pick out of a lineup.
0: Okay, that'd be a fun call. game, Sophia. To do. I'm I'm glad that you met her. I would love to meet Sophia. Me too. I wouldn't wait in the line to meet Sophia, but I would love to meet. So Sophia. the next call
1: we have the two sides of the Jessica Simpson re- response because I think a lot of people were not thrilled with our kind of dismissal of Jessica Simpson's memoir. They sense that we weren't like big fans, which I think is true and something that we definitely said. I'm not we're not like shying away from the fact that we're not obsessed with Jessica Simpson. Right.
2: Oh, no, no. So
1: that obviously was a bias. But I still think we had a few points about kind of celebrity memoir writing. But I do think that this memoir, which we both have not read, full disclosure, was juicier than we gave it credit for. So let's play these two calls and we'll get a little bit.
4: Hi, Weekly. Um, so I'm just listening to you guys talk about Jessica Simpson book. And while it is absurd, I feel that like, this is definitely like a millennial podcast. And so like as a general Zer, ugh, it sounds. I sound like a thousand-year-old person, um, I literally have no idea what jennifer jessica simpson or nick lahey have done all i know really is that she once thought like a fish was chicken but then it was immediately upstage because kylie jenner thought a chicken was a goat which is much more memorable um so maybe the book my theory is is for like the younger generation to get to know her but i mean i'm not gonna read it maybe you're right it's for no one Uh, crunch,
1: crunch. I know we pander to Gen Z because we want them to like us because we're old, but, like, love this call so much. Yeah. Like, as in millennial who's, like, desperate for approval, I'm like, Gen Z, crunch, crunch, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, play the other one, and then we'll talk.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Hi,
3: just had to pause the episode for today Um, Mm. while you guys were talking about Jessica Simpson's book, um are you guys not getting the gossip guy emails because he's been sending out so many snippets from that book. And I think it seems so much juicier than expected. Like apparently how her and Johnny Knoxville had this whole big thing and, um, more about her relationship with John Mayer. And I mean, it seems like a lot of juicy information that we would have never gotten otherwise. Um, also she kind of makes it seem like Nick is, uh, borderline, like emotionally abusive and, kind of an asshole, so I will not blame her for not sending him the book in advance, because, I mean, obviously he's not going to agree with the way he's portrayed in it, and um, if your dick ex, you know, was in a book, I think it's forgivable not to send it to them. Um, Also, if he did send it, I wouldn't be surprised if he lied and said that he hasn't gotten it, um,
1: or isn't going to read it, so
3: that's out! Um,
1: well, that's it. Um, good form Bellathorne. what are your thoughts your thoughts did we underestimate the juiciness of this book
0: uh, <laughs> i don't know that we did i mean
1: are you gonna read it now I, I don't know i'm like no now i'm kind of like no i i'm not i'm still curious maybe
0: like it, it's taking all of this to show my true colors i really just don't give a shit about jessica simpson right and to okay. go back to the and to go back to the the, the millennial angle of it all Which yes, we're elderly millennials. The the thing about Jessica Simpson is my recollection of Jessica Simpson, my experience with Jessica Simpson in suburban Texas in the early two thousands was that Jessica Simpson was always the one that didn't matter. The her only thing she had going for her were those two songs and her joke about chicken and fish. That's it. Like newlyweds was funny the The TV show was funny when it came out. I watched it, but she was always compared to Christina and Britney. She was Brian, she always was compared to them. She was ne- no right. She was never, never good enough. Even Mandy Moore. Even Mandy Moore, like had. There was a time when she was like, oh, she she wants to go the acting route, which ultimately she that's sort of what she chose, even though she's still battling her, uh, singer songwriter demons, but like. <laughs> I mean, didn't she just release an album? But it's like, yeah, just I like a lot of the songs. <laughs> my memory my memory of her was that I never stand her because I was always like, oh, you're the one that doesn't matter. You're the one I don't have to care about because you're the one that didn't well, win. Well, she
1: was always slightly more Christian than the rest, with, which always made me uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. she was always, her musical talent was always questioned. There was always something a little bit uncomfortable about her belting kind of mm-hmm. that felt unnatural or whatever and her storyline was also like one of like true pandering it felt like because she literally married the boy band guy i mean there mm-hmm. was you know and i guess Who what
0: openly did not like her that was the whole point i, of I the know show. that's true was that he like, was it was like he was the like i'm couple. miserable i'm miserable i'm yeah. miserable and she's like i don't care and also jessica simpson the the stage parent angle of jessica simpson yeah joe simpson has since like turned a corner into like sympathy land but at the time Joe Simpson was like I, I would I- at least in my experience like widely considered to be a monster it was just an unpleasant place oh her sister wants to be in there now like it was it was sort of sad right then the whole, and then like once and then once Ashley fell from grace thanks to the Jude Law SNL like it was like, who cares 100%. about this family anymore? Well, I guess
1: you're you're making the argument as to like that you don't care, but you are also making the opposite argument as to there's much here to discuss. Like, there's a lot of drama yeah, here to yeah. dig I, into.
0: I realize that as I'm saying it, but I think ultimately, I just don't. She's yeah. not someone I've been clamoring to read a, a memoir about because yeah. even though it might be, it might be like full of full of gossip and full of like big revelations. I just have a feeling I can figure out what those are without having to read it. let's be
1: real. The only memoir we want from that time and place is a clear-headed Britney Spears, which we are never, Mm -hmm. ever going to get. I don't think ever, 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 ever. So like it is weird. It is like second fiddle to have these like a Jessica Simpson. If we ever got a Christina Aguilera, if we got other people from that like time and era of like, if Justin Timberlake ever wrote one or like whatever, you know?
0: I'd read it. I would love to read a like a Kindle single memoir about Ashley Simpson or a Kindle single (laughs) memoir about Jessica Simpson.
1: Well, Ashley Simpson's story, I think, would be
0: Ashley's is fascinating. Like it's yeah. There's probably not all that much to it, but it's sort of fascinating. Wow.
1: Okay, so I guess we're kind of making like we're kind of wavering on the point. It's more that we don't stand her, so we don't have any interest of reading this book. And I. I'm not sure and I even know, like. Even when she released, when we yeah. were
0: wrong, she released her music as a what? As an audio book extra. So it, her audiobook ends with a six-song EP of new weird. music. It's a little weird. It's, it's a little which weird. is a, which is a strange way to release uh, an album. It's not on streaming yet. Well, it's not an, an album. Song...
1: It's just but like MP3s at the end, like end of an MP3
0: file. Yeah. <laughs> but the the ma mo- the song that she released, I was like, oh right. Like I can't stand your voice. I can't stand your musical style. Like. W- I don't care. I don't care. And I guess that might be a little dismissive, but like, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. Nothing about her really fascinates me.
1: I just think like from that time, the thems, there are certain people who stayed thems, whose name recognition you might have. And then some people whose music or impact slid away enough to be considered Mm -hmm. a who again. And Jessica Simpson, I mean... Listen to this Gen Zer who called or whatever But like I'm just saying like Her impact if her impact is like chicken or, Is this chicken or fish then we have A problem because <laughs> she did Have songs that were hits but if you can't name I want to love you forever or with you Or uh, my favorite uh, um, What is it Girls night out no what's it called um,
0: uh, Public affair
1: Public affair You can't If you can't name those which I clearly can't name the last One then Yeah totally I mean she's not Doesn't have a memorable Music career Sorry Yeah
0: I just feel like The the, the party line The Who Weekly party line Is that we don't really Give a shit about Jessica Simpson Yeah we've made
1: that clear We've made that clear
0: (laughs) And again Even though we were Sort of Aggressively like And profanely like We don't give a shit About Jessica Simpson I still don't think That's a value judgment I think it's like There are too many (laughs) other There are too many other Pop stars from that From that era That I care about more And they will always Outweigh her You know, like it's a generational bias that I will never overcome, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Anyway.
1: And also when we talk about we talk about young people versus old people having memoirs, we mean celebrities, not people in general. Obviously, young people can have experiences that like are valuable for for writing memoirs. We mean celebrities. Like Mm -hmm. we're not saying that like young people don't deserve to write memoirs. We're just saying celebrities. We're talking about celebrities. Okay, let's move on. Next call.
2: Hi, Who Weekly. This is your um, typeface correspondent. I have my PhD in rhetoric and writing and I teach classes at a university around how messages can use visual design in order to gain attention and circulation and um, I wanted to call in about the No War in Iran Comic Sans dress and provide a little context. So Comic Sans um, has been used in protest movements before. The most famous one um, is the NBA wearing I Can't Breathe shirt to support Eric Garner's family um, after he got killed. Um, by police and so Kobe Bryant like LeBron James like they all wore these shirts that said I can't breathe in comic sans the shirts were designed by a firm in New York um, so by skilled talented folks and the reason why they put them in comic sans maybe as you have guessed is so that people will talk about the shirt So kind of like, they might not talk about the message, right? But they'll be like, oh my God, can you believe this shirt is in Comic Sans and LeBron is wearing it, what? Um, But so the no war in Iran, it's a savvy kind of rhetorical move to put your protest message in Comic Sans just because it will circulate that message, even if it is through outrage about the typeface you chose.
0: I think that's fascinating and I hadn't even considered it. But I was like, oh, we were talking about the font. That is a strategic move and here's oh, the yeah, expert totally. who's literally written about comic sans is like an essential piece of like the protest handbook i guess or protest style guide it's cool i don't know i thought that was so when you sort see the comic
1: sans and you're like why comic sans it's like literally for this reason
0: yeah and like she said it may not necessarily get the message across but at least people are talking about it which is which accounts for something which, makes which me, is greater yeah. than zero yeah
1: right which is good because, like, the message that was in Comic Sans was the good message, even if it was on the woman we didn't know.
0: And the message that was in Helvetica was kind of like, like, the Helvetica message was a little more incendiary, but it also wasn't well designed because it was in Helvetica. I don't know. Really, it was right. kind of, it was kind of. I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. I mean,
1: these are also both like on dresses. So let's so talking about fonts on dresses is a, like fat. You know, they're also not written on signs. Mm-hmm. You got a, you've got a whole different form here. We're talking about.
0: Hmm. Okay. Anyway. oh, Thank you for calling. Love it. The top of this ad copy says Aura pronounced Aura, but what it should say is Aura pronounced like Rita because it is. It's Rita Aura, but this is just Aura. We're quite familiar
1: how to pronounce Aura. Let me tell you that. And the other thing we're quite familiar with is giving good gifts because we've both been giving Aura frames to various family members for as long as we've been doing this. And let's just say (laughs) they never flop.
0: As long as we've been doing the ads. It's true though. we
1: have never Because Aura frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital frames allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos with the Aura app. And if you're giving Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. I love that. I haven't done that, but I would do that next time.
0: That's a really good idea. I haven't done that either. I like, I'm more like sending people connecting to their frame and then just sending photos randomly so they get a little surprise of a fun little photo that's in their frame. Aura has a great deal for Father's Day right now. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off their best-selling frame.
1: That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. This deal ends June 18th, so don't wait. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Hey, Who Weekly. Um, medium time second time caller um i am on instagram right now and i am seeing that rumor willis is selling her own furniture on her instagram and i really don't understand what that's about so let's talk about it
0: thanks bye we got two <laughs> calls call. about this which is actually pretty funny that two people that's called a lot of calls this, two people who a follow rumor willis on instagram and b Read the caption and we're like, hold on a minute, because okay. I, <laughs> yeah, this definitely showed this? up on the feed. This definitely showed up on our feed because we we follow them and I we absolutely do. scrolled right on past. We
1: it. follow all of the um, Willis children. We love the Willis children. Talula, I've,
0: Scout. I I think Scal-
1: I mean they've kind of grown on me ever since the yeah. the Demi memoir like press cycle. These three women, the daughters. I'm like they're charm like this is a charming family of pretty self-aware and like interesting women right Mm -hmm. and demi and bruce are also two like good celebrities right Good. i think so
0: every every time that question comes up and i'm like like, i (laughs) think so i'm like i what if i'm missing something
1: i I, from what i I know which is like i'm not like an extensive bruce willis completist but like pretty sure the point is that rumor willis is probably so. the most famous of the kids because she's done the most like she was on mass singer she did right <laughs> singer? yes she and done, she was on
0: she's, the, she's friends with well, a was, lot of gay yeah. men in west hollywood you she, know which have given her right. a lot of notoriety she, yeah. in gay west hollywood circles
1: but like i think she's the oldest one she was the one who kind of like went through all of the child of celebrity bullshit so the other two wouldn't have to or like learned from her
0: I think. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly she,
1: what it is. She took yeah. all the opportunities you get when you are a child of two, like, pretty big celebrities. And it kind of didn't work out on any level. Lo- like, the singing and the acting. Like, people were nothing, mean to her. Right. Nothing yeah. really clicked or whatever. And so the other girls, like, saw her do this and were like, no, no, no. And I think she did yeah. them a big service, you know? Yeah.
0: And I um, think that and, – and as far as I can tell, they are true – they all get along, which –
1: far as i can is, tell is
0: good there doesn't seem to be like any resentment there but i think they are the sort of famous people the celebrity people who truly are in in a kardashian way like really tight with each other out of self-preservation like it's <laughs> like you're kind of all we've got like i gotta stay with you if i'm gonna keep my sanity you know right but they also um, just seem
1: like somewhat down to earth or yeah, because more as, as down to earth as you can be in this situation maybe.
0: and it has been a long time since bruce willis like they were truly babies or not even born yet when Bruce and Demi were at their peak. But well, when Bruce and Demi were at their peak, it was huge. Like they it's were. Brad and
1: Angelina shit. Yeah. They
0: were. It was Brad and Angelina adjacent, right? It was big, big, big stuff. And it's yeah. hard to remember that now. And I'm sure they barely even remember some of it, but that's definitely like been imprinted on their DNA in a way. Right. I don't know. Um, but rumor was. But this,
1: was, this specific thing is not down to earth. And I'm, or it's too down to earth. I just, the, that's the misguided... what it is. It's too down to earth. The misguidedness of selling your Restoration Hardware nightstands on... Let me read you the caption and then you (laughs) tell me what you think. Selling gorgeous nightstands from at Restoration Hardware, local pickup only, LA area. Please comment if interested and I will DM you. Okay. Here's the problem here. How many ways are there to sell your furniture? Even if you're not a celebrity, okay, let's see. Craigslist, let's see. Uh, in New York, there's this thing called Apartment Deco where you can just like put it up on their site and they deal with it for you. And they deal with you, it. You can sell it to somebody. You can, you know, they're just, and they'll sell it for you. You can, they're, they're going it to a store. They'll sell it for you. Like there are just so many ways to sell furniture like anonymously or like without literally saying, comment on my instagram or with a
0: middleman you can pay
1: right this is baffling because if i wanted to get rumor willis's attention would i like offer to buy her restoration hardware nightstands just to like
0: scroll through so many comments so many comments
1: it just seems like a very misguided way to try and sell your furniture as a person of somewhat some notoriety
0: the listing is still up she has not sold these things
1: what? But maybe, because everyone who wants them is like DMs says they want it, and then she DMs them, and they're like, "Sorry, I'm in Kansas or whatever." If
0: you pick them up, she's probably like, "I need you to wire me the money first, or like Venmo me first before you before I give you my address." This is so but silly. Like, do you actually why? go to Rumor's house, or does she meet you like in a parking lot outside of like Pink's? I'm just you sorry. know, like
1: why not put them on Craigslist anonymously? And when the person shows up, oh, it's Rimmer Willis, surprise. But like, why do this yeah. through here? It just seems... Then we
0: would get a great call. I bought these. I saw these beautiful right. restoration hardware nightstands on Craigslist. And I went to pick them up. And guess what? It was Rumor Willis. And she was really nice.
1: Right. Right. Right.
0: They're ugly also. They are ugly.
1: Somebody commented, give it to someone for free, then get a real job job you are seriously selling furniture that your parents paid for tacky which is like that's not even the problem with this like i don't care who fucking bought them who cares And then rumor
0: says at ddm flower actually i bought all of this furniture with my own money that i made i have been working since i was 17 but i i still appreciate you obvious passion for my financial situation if you have any other questions about my finance or my work happy to answer any and all of them i wish you light and love and have a great day
1: Ooh, she got him.
0: Oh, the post was liked by Justin Makita.
1: Oh, of course,
0: Justin Makita. Is that oh, different than Justin really...
1: Mitka? Huh? Isn't
0: that
1: isn't his name Justin Mitka? Who's Justin Makita?
0: Is Justin Makita not Jesse Tyler Ferguson's husband?
1: I thought it yeah, it's just... Jesse Tyler Ferguson's husband. Oh, I didn't know that his last name was Makita. Oh, we got a
0: good call about Jesse Ferguson that we Jesse that we cannot play. Can I just tease it for you? No, it was amazing. You can't
1: because we're not playing it. It was okay. amazing. Um, uh, love that you said, love that you fact-checked I've been working since I was 17. It's not like necessarily all movie stuff. She's done other things.
0: No, it says I've been working since I was 17, but she's actually been working since she was seven. That's oh. what I think is weird. Well, because she was her in Now first, and Then. Her first role was Now and Then as Gabby Hoffman's sister. Right. Then she was in Striptease as Demi Moore's daughter. Then she right. was in The Whole Nine Yards as Bruce Willis's Or I don't know Bruce Willis but the first her first four roles were all nepotism so I just find it interesting that she was like I've been working since I was 17 but it's like yeah and every role you had as a child was given to you in a movie that your parents starred in
1: but I don't okay but you're you're kind of doing what the what the caller what the what the commenter is doing I do think that she works and gets and does her own shit um it's just not movies starring her parents when she was five
0: I think so too but also the celebrities refuse to acknowledge the, the step up that they've had and I think that that's really common among children of celebrities it's like yeah but I do my own thing what do you mean like what are you talking about and it's like yeah but they refuse to acknowledge the fact that their parents got them in the door always 90 per, 99% of the time they I mean refuse what is she to supposed to, that their to par-
1: say though if she's going to respond to you this, say like, what is she supposed you to say? don't respond well, to it. Okay. Well, that's the problem. Not that every time she's going to say, well, I recognize the step up that I got from my parents, blah, there blah, blah. There is a
0: huge swath of celebrities who just do not respond to this stuff. And guess what? No one cares about them. No one writes about right. them. So that's it's your point. It's so easy to not to re- respond to this stuff. We think that it's the de- the default, but the default, I really believe, is just not fucking talking. Well,
1: speaking but the people of- who do talk are okay. too loud. Okay. Yeah. I mean, sure. I don't I don't really give a shit that rumor Willis isn't like over out here being like, I'd like to thank my parents. It's like we know who her parents are and whatever. But it's not like she's getting the the type of public facing oh, like work that has her in the spotlight long enough to be like having to recognize her parents for their nepotism help is what I'm saying.
0: I agree with that.
1: (laughs) This is boring, though. We should move on. Please talk about Jamila Jamil's no staff, Whatever.
2: It's not an apology. I don't know. Thanks. Bye.
0: Very, 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 very wild. This is a multi-part thing. Another one, like a classic moment of good thing we waited to talk about this because it just got bigger. Jamila Jamil was... (sighs) revealed so the good good place ended (laughs) Um, important so context the good place just ended jamila jamil jamila jamil's weekly network tv show is no longer on the air right so jamila jamil has more time so she's sort of looking for her next thing okay there's this new show on hbo max called legendary and it's um evoking competition series hbo max is the new like streaming only hbo platform thing Anyway, so Deadline announces HBO Max has set Jamila Jamil as MC and judge of its upcoming Voguing competition series, Legendary, on February 4th. On February 4th, it was not public knowledge, or at least explicit public knowledge, that Jamila Jamil was a queer woman. Trace Lissette, quote, tweets this and says, LOL, I interviewed for this gig. As the mother of a house for nearly a decade, it's kind of blow, mind-blowing, I'm assuming, when people with no collection to our culture get the gig. This is not shade towards Jamila. I love all that she stands for. If anything, I question the decision makers. So this is Trace Lisette, a trans woman and, like, f- drag person, like, person steeped in drag culture who worked in drag culture, who was, like, worked in ballrooms and has a life there, is, like funny to me that people who have no sense of what ballroom culture is have no sense of what voguing, voguing is get the jobs that really should go to people like me
1: but also when they announced it it was confusing as to who was involved in what their roles wa- were so they mm-hmm. announced a bunch of names of people who were involved in ballroom you know mm-hmm. and actually i'm not very familiar with like a lot of these people because i don't know a ton about voguing and ballroom i know more about like drag race from rupaul and various places but uh, Deshaun Wesley's uh, on who's on Pose uh, and then Mike Q he composed for Kiki you know that that movie Kiki oh, yeah, it was Kiki. pretty good so th- those two were involved as well as Jamila and Jamila and they had these different roles like they're like judges MCs and hosts like all are different and the MC is like the person who like announces the Ballroom show versus the mm-hmm. host of the actual show, which might be two different people. It was misreported that Jamila was the MC. She is, and then she was like, I'm not the MC, right? So, first there were like kind of layers of miscommunication, and also somehow Megan the Stallion's involved. Also, it's produced by the men who did Queer Eye. Uh, that's another thing, is like they're the ones making this show, which like you can decide how you feel about that. And the point is, is that. All of these people kind of speak up against Jamila being a part of this show in a yeah. in a prominent way, and she she kind of doesn't say anything for a while, but you know mm-hmm. she's going to say something because it's like literally her thing,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and what she says is even wilder than we ever expected. Is the
0: the other judges are at the time that this was announced, the other judges who were announced were Megan The Stallion, Law Roach, and Leomi Maldonado, and Maldonado is a trans woman and so and like is an actual dancer so there mm-hmm. was like and Law Roach is a stylist like there's a fashion element there Megan Thee Stallion right. is sort of as baffling as Jamila Jamil to be honest but whatever this sort of starts a minor little uproar people are like oh here's Jamila Jamil like patron saint of wokeness doing this thing that is sort of like decidedly unwoke I guess so Jamila responds to the deadline tweet, which is the thing that got that went viral and said, Hi, Deadline, please credit Deshaun Wesley as the MC. I'm a judge. Okay. So she's saying, I'm just a judge. Then come to find out.
1: She's also the executive producer, by the way.
0: Well, that we don't know, we didn't know this at the
1: time. Right. Okay.
0: So she's saying, I'm just a lowly judge on this show. Like, please change the thing. So they change the thing. Then, I guess, due to all of the uproar, Jamila Jamil responds to all of it with a notes app and her notes app reveals that she is queer. She comes out as queer in a notes app. The name of this notes app, it's three screenshots is Twitter is brutal. And this was the next day, February 5th. This is why I never officially came out as queer. I added a rainbow to my name when I felt ready a few years ago, as it's not easy within the South Asian community to be accepted, and I always answered honestly if ever straight up asked about it on Twitter, but I kept it low because I was scared of the pain of being accused of performative bandwagon jumping over something that caused me a lot of confusion, fear, and turmoil when I was a kid. So she talks about her story like why she never came out as a kid, blah, 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 blah. Then she says, I know that my being queer doesn't qualify me as ballroom, but I have privilege and power and a large following... bring to this show as does the absolutely iconic megan the stallion which is absolutely like her reminding people i'm not the only one i'm not the only one i'm not the only one who has an association and its beautiful contestants and ballroom hosts sometimes it takes those with more power to help get a show off the ground so that we can elevate marginalized stars and give them the limelight and Give them a chance. That leads to a whole series of Twitter threads that have been tweeted by people who are accusing her of, like, always having people on to, like, elevate their community and then sort of dumping on them in the end. So her using language of, like, I have power and I can elevate them is, like, very, very typical for Jamila at this point.
1: But here's the thing. Like, everything about this statement minus the oh and I'm queer thing is the kind of thing that I would have guessed that she would have put out there you know Mm -hmm. hey we're trying to get this show made Mm -hmm. it needed big names i have a relatively big name megan the stallion has a relatively big name at this point we are the like star power to push the show to get made which like Mm -hmm. i would say is like yes can be disappointing but also like is is the truth is the truth and like when you try and sell a show you quickly learn that like the name associated with it or the names are the m- number one thing mm-hmm. about it that would get it made so that happens including in people sort name. of like people <laughs> yeah.
0: sort of like quiet down for like a hot minute but the person who doesn't quiet down is Trace Lissette we haven't even talked about Trace Lissette I think is best known for being uh on Transparent and Hustlers I would say hustlers right like that's so, her those yeah, are her biggest things
1: she's good in Hustlers
0: So she says, meanwhile, the night that Jamila comes out, which is like three hours after Jamila comes out, Trace tweets... Meanwhile, a ballroom elder, who will remain aimless, is still fighting for producing credit for putting the structure of the show together, categories, etc. And Jamila is the executive producer, along with two cis white guys who produced Queer Eye. Right. So Trace is like, okay, Jamila, you can explain all of this away, but you still haven't revealed that you are the executive producer of this show. Which means you have like this, like, you are the one who is making the money off of this show. You and two white guys are... Or making the decisions in the money.
1: But this is like normal structure of how a show gets made, unfortunately. Like you see produce, executive produced by because that's the like bone they throw you when they want to pay you less but give you more of like involvement in the show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's like my thought when I saw that. But also it's like there is something to me so – and how do I say this without like whatever – But. The, it's a little manipulative for Jamila Jamil to use this time to come out as queer.
0: I thought the same thing. And mainly because like I think the the, the most important thing is that being queer does not make you an expert in all things queer. Right. Like being like like the term queer is this umbrella term for that could mean all sorts of things to all sorts of people and to use it as the end all be all explanation of why you are More qualified to do this than someone who is not queer is so unfair. It is manipulative.
1: Why does she say, I know that being queer doesn't qualify me as ballroom? That, but that negates the entire thing. Like,
0: it negates everything. I am in no way qualified to host a show on, like, anything related to ballroom just because I've seen, like, Paris is Burning and have a pretty general sense (laughs) of what, like, voguing and what drag culture is all about. But it's like, just because I'm gay as a picnic basket does not make me a ballroom expert. You know what I'm saying? And also, like...
1: I've never heard that phrase before.
0: One of the most underappreciated virtues of power is the power to say no. And Jamila Jamil is in the position to be able to say no and be fine. And she refused. So this was a great learning moment for her and a great teaching moment for her to be like, you know what? Power works both ways. I can refuse this job and let it go to someone more qualified and that is how I will use wokeness to my own advantage because guess what? That would improve her brand and that's all she wants.
1: I do understand the cynical view of like, you do need somebody who's recognizable to push the show. Like you do need a big face, right? Like Drag Race is so lucky that RuPaul was already kind of a pop culture figure to push mm-hmm. Drag Race, right? Like mm-hmm. RuPaul made sense for Drag Race and also was somebody who would sell help sell the show, right? Mm-hmm. Especially like on logo, where it launched, et cetera, et cetera. But this is like launching in, you know, a place where there's gonna be a lot of competition, where da-da-da. So I under I do fully understand why they need like a Jamila Jamil, to be fair, mm. who's not even that like whose face isn't yeah, even going to do much for That's I for think them. the
0: thing that your argument is really, really great. And I think the only thing that ruins it is that Jamila Jamila is not famous.
1: Enough. <laughs> it's just fascinating how this woman manages to say the right words, but almost in the wrong order. I don't say that like, that's like more of like me kind of mm-hmm. generalizing what she does, but she cares about a lot of important things. But the way that she expresses that care always comes out Uncomfortable, right? I mean, she criticizes the Kardashians, but she does it in a way that is shamey and not, you know, kind of in tune with like the way that we talk about that stuff, even though it's important to talk about. Do you know what I mean?
0: yeah and i think one of the things that to be to be fair to her to give her the benefit of the doubt one of the things that does not work in her favor is that the character the only actual character she's ever played which makes it her most iconic character the reason she is famous is for playing this sort of vapid self-obsessed asshole and i think it's it's very hard for people to separate that character from her And we're willing to, I don't know, like confirmation bias, we're willing to visualize her as Tahani first, you know? Like we always, we will always see her as Tahani and that does not work in her favor. And I will give her credit for that. Like she's trying to distance herself from this character who in the end was, was vindicated. But like it must be tough for her and it must be tough for her to come out the the sexuality the sexuality has nothing to do with it and that's exactly what trace was trying to say on her twitter threads yeah, yeah, and her tweets yeah. it was like we yeah. are not talking about your sexuality we are talking about your inexperience In this thing, when so many other people who are experienced have to go through gatekeepers who are people like you to get their voices heard. And she is hearing all of this stuff and refusing to acknowledge it. And instead, what is she doing? She's saying, well, I'm queer. She's talking about herself again. And like, I know it's coming out. and I know that it's tough. God knows. But I'm saying, instead of talking about the other people, she turns it into another opportunity to talk about herself. You know? And it's like, okay, that's fucked up. That is what's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And I still think that, I still think that this, this is, we've only begun to see the people being mad at her because there's already been this, like, sexuality educator, speaker, breast cancer survivor, podcast host, Erica Hart, she posted this thread last night, also on Twitter, after Trace's thing went up, and it's, it's not, like, the most, like, exciting thing, but she basically did this really long thread that speaks to Jamila's character in that she's like, Jamila wanted me on this show, her show called I Way, that's about body positivity. I think and it's on Erica's her Instagram. Like, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I've never talked about body positivity before, but like whatever. But then she said, She told me she's ignorant. She wants to learn and give me a platform because hers is huge. But then after that, she in- immediately announces that she's going to have Rose McGowan on. And then Erica is like, Rose McGowan is like a transphobic person. Like, this makes me uncomfortable. And then right, Jamila right. Jamila like, goes back on her and is like, just read this thread. We'll link to it in in the thing. But it's like, I think more of these sorts of character complaints about Jamila are going to come out. And it's going to force Jamila to if not step down like re-examine her role in the thing and i think it should because that is what jamila's brand is it's it's learning from mistakes sure if your whole thing is let's let's not cancel each other immediately and learn from it then fucking learn from your mistake and figure it out and make the show really good and i'm sorry i refuse to believe that the show will be as good with jamila in that role than it would with An actual member of like a house there, or like someone with a ballroom experience, and the immediate Comparison that we have here is it's just because it's top of mind to me is Project Runway and Project Runway's judges are absolutely fashion adjacent. You've right. you've got a designer. You've got people who are journalists, at least, who write about right. fashion for a living. Jamila has nothing to do with ballroom culture. Heidi Klum was the host. She was a model.
1: Our friend brought up like there was this drama where Drag Race Germany was announced mm-hmm. and it be- as being host by Heidi Klum. And it was like this kind of big out. I'm not exactly sure what happened if she. Yeah. But like, I don't even know if she kind of responded in a very like weird way. Right. Like, it's all about my platform, my platform, my platform, you know, And, Mm -hmm. and not enough thought about kind of like. Yeah, but if you get up on the platform and people are seeing you on the platform, what are you even doing on the platform? Does that even mm-hmm. matter, you know? Yeah. So I guess it's like for Drag Race, it's different because that show is going to be made no matter what because it's a popular show in the U.S. and they're spinning it off, right? But mm-hmm. for this show, would this show have been made without Jamila attached? Probably. There maybe would have been a better... You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. that's my thing. Or it's like, what are the what are the better options, right? Even if Megan the Stallion isn't any more attached to the ballroom than Jamila... There's a reason why Megan the Stallion isn't getting, famous. well, but it's also, there's a reason why she's not getting the backlash that Jamila is. But
0: Jamila has positioned herself to be the person that is the brunt of stuff like this because she wants to be the one to have these conversations. Yeah. That is her brand. Exactly. Um, and also, the thing about Drag Race is Heidi Klum doesn't fucking matter. Heidi Klum did not need to be on that show. People like Drag Race because of the cast, because of the stars, you know? Like, yeah. it didn't need to be Heidi Klum. It could have been anyone. And they have Conchita mm-hmm. there. Conchita's huge. Conchita's she enough. Ger-
1: she speaks German.
0: <laughs> she speaks German. I don't no, speak Conchita, German. Conchita <laughs> is enough.
1: Conchita is enough. Conchita's the perfect like person for that. That's if-
0: literally like, oh, Bobby, you want to go host Drag Race Germany because you think Shiza is an underrated Gaga Bob? It's like <laughs> that's the that's the same as Heidi Klum.
1: <laughs> he got the call. Okay, we have to stop <laughs> talking about this. Um, okay.
0: Um, next call. Let's move on to something fun.
1: I don't speak German, but I can if
4: you like. <gasps> been to be clair, it's gonna be i to Hi
0: who weekly, this is Walter, medium time, medium time. I just wanted to alert you to an article on people.com in the human interest
4: section. It's a people exclusive, uh, and it's titled, Cheryl
0: Sandberg is engaged to Tom Bernthal after being set up by her late husband's brother. The entire article, I would say, is an extremely rich year 2020 text uh, with a really nice who shout out in the kicker. So, yeah, who is Tom Bernthal? And I'm so lucky to be with you, keeping me from my
2: shadow. Ooh-oh.
0: After splitting from Bobby Kotick after three years of dating, she and Burnthal, whose brother is the Punisher star John Bernthal, <laughs> made their public debut as a couple at July in July at a Garth Brooks concert in Idaho.
1: This was the kicker of the like the whole build up to this was like what? Who is this guy who cares? Da, da, da. And then it's like the kicker is his brother is John Bernthal from The Punisher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he's like a tech guy.
1: The- the guy that she's marrying Tom Bernthal yes. his brother yes. yeah he does yes. he does something yeah yes. Charles Sarnberg getting yes. the like still... people magazine exclusive photos for being engaged is like truly kind of repulsive to me Sorry.
0: no it's cursed and it's and it's okay. the most it's the sleaziest stuff it's like oh she is she is widely considered to be like a, a huge tech monster like nightmare person Mm-hmm. Lindsay was I mean, like, don't shut down our be. Facebook group. And it's like, <sighs> also shut down our Facebook group if you want to. Fine. Whatever. No, the, the don't. Hooligans will, sh- the hooligans will, out, will, will no, write and they'll find down. somewhere else.
1: Don't ask for them to shut. What don't. I'm saying
0: is, I'm not asking them to, but I'm saying if they did, the hooligans are resilient, they are <laughs> clever, and they will think of something better. We'll have Who Book before you know it, and it won't be evil.
1: Even a lot of the hooligans that are in the Facebook group know that Facebook is evil. That's all. You
0: I might look at this else. and say, why is this, you know is is she a billionaire point is she's silicon valley royalty she's top tier silicon valley royalty she's like peak one percenter and why is she getting people exclusive photos when she is not a true like entertainment celebrity she's a tech celebrity this is very strange what's happening here and she's not even marrying the Punisher she's marrying the Punisher's tech brother so like why is this happening this is happening to soften it's happening to soften her image it's just so fucking transparent that she's doing this to make herself seem like a cool celebrity I'm a cool mom I'm a normal mom whatever it is and it's really nasty it's like you suck yeah
1: it's very Facebook PR like it's very PR PR. like say can you because like it's the article's also so much about like the charity work that they do and like Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is how they met and yeah it's like it's but my favorite gross. thing about
0: uh my favorite thing about the way they quoted the um so they quoted what Cheryl said to Tom and what Tom t- said to Cheryl and the Facebook post about it but what's funny about it is that when you tag someone on Facebook you use the whole name so there's a formality there that's extremely hilarious and so Cheryl's post is engaged Tom Bernthal you are my everything <laughs> I, I could not love you more Full name. and then and then Tom com- replied to the comment Cheryl Sandberg, Cheryl Sandberg I love you so much and couldn't be more excited about spending the rest of our lives together so you have to know that when you read this because like, if you had seen it in context with the link, it may have been less hilarious. But as just normal copy, it's very, very funny. So I have this. It's like, who is Tom Bernthal? There's nothing interesting about him. He's just a, a Silicon Valley guy. I tried to find something interesting about him, and I couldn't. The most interesting thing about it is that his brother is Tom Bernthal. Is um John Bernthal.
1: <laughs> well, most interesting to us. Let's be. Yeah. So
0: if you listen to Am I supposed the, to click on this? Yes. If you listen to the Patreon episode, you will know. I will give the abridged version. I gave Lindsay this really, really, really long recap of an episode of Curp Enthusiasm recently, and I felt like a maniac after I was done. Like, I spent 20 minutes telling her the entire plot of a 30 minute episode of Curp Enthusiasm. And
1: And to be fair, I just, like, I really knew that, like, he had to just let it happen. We didn't...
0: You were, like, you were letting me... You were letting me do it. You're, like, Lindsay's, like, cooking breakfast. Like, uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. I mean, the
1: AirPods really let me fluidly go through my life while you explain episodes of Curb to me.
0: We were talking about how Curb the season is sort of problematic, and it would be very funny if they took out the Me Too stuff. Like, why can't they just focus on the societal stuff? And Lindsay very, like, smartly was like, well, like, this is a show for, like, boomer men. Like, they are, like, yeah, like, Larry David, like... yeah, Larry David is great. Like,
1: yeah, he he's right. it's like he's he gets so, away with gets, everything I think. He gets no respect. I also get I, mad about stupid shit. I hate shit me too.
0: Yeah. I hate all this crap. Like, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, so yeah. this photo that was uh, a photo used in the New York Times announcement of their engagement. And I think yeah. it's an old photo because it's his old office because there's photos of his <laughs> ex-wife on the on the bookshelf. Oh, my um, God. But look at the bookshelf and tell me what you see in a framed photo.
1: Oh God! It's Larry David. It's a he
0: has a framed screen grab from the episode where he's going to the carpal lane with the sex worker. Yeah, the carpool. Oh the carpal lane. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, that's the guy. There so he is.
1: So this is the guy. So now, so now we have everything we need to know about the guy. He's a he's a proud and show off e beer enthusiasm fan.
0: I like Kirby enthusiasm. I would never put Kirby enthusiasm really in my house. But you're not a show off. That's
1: not your. You like Kirby enthusiasm, but that's not part of your personality.
0: I'm just saying, the type of guy who puts a framed photo of Larry David in his office proudly <laughs> beside the framed photos of his children and wife is the type of person who would see the cover of Lean In and make fun of it. So <laughs> I'm just like, what it's is he doing with Cheryl Sandberg? Right.
1: Well. <laughs> giving a i mean charity. she's a phony baloney as well yeah but she
0: really whatever okay, she's a phony baloney and lean is as a scam now let's move on to the next one on megan and, and g we, easy let's skip should this research do we just not it? let's skip let's it just
1: we just did megan we like already talked about megan do we have any who thems to do
0: we should do a lot of who thems but this is really funny hold on we're not going to do a full thing of who thems we'll do it at some you point We just want to do this one who them this one is really funny because it's not a who them it's actually interesting just listen
1: a thought experiment yeah <clears throat> Wow, I'm yawning. Wait, we should leave that in. I'm yawning.
0: Oh my god, do you need some sleep? Did you, did you sleep well last night, or did you sleep too well last night?
1: I, that's the thing. Is like the yawn usually means you haven't slept well, but sometimes I think the yawn means like the sleep was too bad, was too banging.
0: <laughs> too banging.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> On your Helix mattress?
1: My bed is like my sanctuary, as you know, and it's really because of my sheets for one, obviously my pillows for two, but mostly for my mattress. Mostly my mattress. Mm-hmm. Because my bed is like made exactly for me because I took the Helix sleep quiz and I was matched with a mattress because I, you know, I wanted something that felt the way that I wanted to feel. I think I like a medium... Sleep on my side.
0: Yeah, I sleep on my side and my stomach. Same. But I have a I have a I have a mattress on the firmer side, which I love. I like But a there's soft. a little bit of a softness to it. It's I like a, softness, a soft. I but like it's also sinking firm.
1: in. I like sinking into the mattress, you know?
0: But that's fine. We all sleep differently, and that's why Helix has so many different mattresses to choose from. They're personalized, they're shipped straight to your door, free of charge. They offer a one hundred night free trial and they offer a ten to fifteen year warranty to try out your new mattress. But if you don't want to take our word for it, our many, many words for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired magazine. It's it's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for hooligans. Go to helixsleep.com/slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, Better Sleep Starts Now.
2: Hi Who Weekly. Okay. So Laura Dern, obviously a them. Laura Linney, however. I constantly confuse Laura Linney with Laura Dern. Does that mean that Laura Linney is possibly a them by virtue of association? Laura Linney, who are them? Crunch, crunch.
0: So it's because. If this person is looking at a photo of Laura Dern or like, oh, I loved Laura Linney in Marriage Story. Oh, wait, I mean Laura Dern. Does that mean no. Laura Linney is a them? No,
1: it doesn't. No? But Laura Linney is a them. Just she, Her mix up does no, not make I Laura. Think that, I knew you were going to say that. And I think she is a them because of it. I don't think I that think you, assist- you get confused for someone you are a them, though.
0: I don't think I don't think you even make that confusion unless you are a them.
1: Well, she's like, oh, Laura Dern's a them, but I confuse her for Laura Linney. So, like, who's the them? Who's the who? You know?
0: I don't confuse Laura Dern for Laura Preep. She doesn't confuse her for Laura Prepon. She doesn't confuse her for Laura So Conrad, you're saying both of, of them are
1: thems because they're getting confused for each other?
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But we always say I the opposite, how which how is if you
1: get confused by it for someone, you're a who, which would make Laura Dern a who.
0: It, I think it's a very specific set of circumstances. So it's like, it's because the names are the same too. But Laura you're like, Linney You're is confusing a them. one famous Laura with a famous Laura. Laura I really Linney can't think of any them, other though. instances of this. I what think are... it makes you a them. Laura <laughs> no. Linney is a them. That's what I'm saying.
1: Okay, but we, so we agree.
0: Yes, but what I'm saying is the cause of this is that this very specific set of circumstances can only exist if both of the people involved are exis- pre-existing thems. If your pre-existing condition is you are them.
1: I'm like a little confused as to what your point is here, but like, sure.
0: I think I am too, actually.
1: <laughs> like, I'm not sure you know what point you're trying to make, but like... I'm like our kombucha both... <laughs>
0: girl face right now. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, I think you don't know what you're trying to say, but I think it's fine that we had this conversation because Laura Linney's a them, so... Like, I think that's fine.
0: Okay. Uh, we're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Them, Who's There. Uh, it was so much fun to do this. We love recording podcasts for you. And that's why uh, we record so many of them. We record so many of them. And they're all on Patreon.com Weekly. You can sign up. Just $5. Well, the extra ones. The others are here. Yeah, the extra ones
1: our patreon just got like way more full of shit so like i don't know if you have if you checked it out before and you maybe were like not for me not enough shit i would recommend that you go back if you're like we're holding off on doing it maybe you weren't as into the podcast as you could be and now you're like super fan go to the patreon check out how much shit we have there because we have so much shit
0: one like 30 minute like full like full length bonus episode every week and then four like five minute daily episodes that are just like special and new whatever you can and read more Patreon.com. There's weekly.
1: more information there. Yeah, go it's check it out. It's more
0: than me. The short ones are more than me because we don't want them to overlap with the main show.
1: But just go check it out because like there's just so much more shit, and so maybe you you need to rethink your strat on Patreon, which is paying yeah. us, you know? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um what else? Uh follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and who and Facebook. Support us on Patreon, I already said that. Oh, rate reveals on Apple Podcasts, that would be iconic and what else is there to say call us at 619 who them to leave questions comments concerns and lastly but most importantly have a great weekend bye bye, bye. to be famous
4: the touch, the feel of this baby, the product of my womb. That's how really that would announce her the birth of her child.
0: Okay. Watch new episodes of Katie Keene on Thursdays at eight seven central or stream free the next day on the CW app.